in Jesus' name. Are we ready for the word? All right. And I want us to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Now all things, all things that have become new, are of God. God is the author, the initiator uh, of our salvation. He's the, the, it's his idea. It's his initiative. He came up with it to save us. He executed the plan. That's why the plan is foolproof. That's why the plan is foolproof. That's why your salvation through Christ Jesus is secure. Because it's not your idea. It's his idea. He initiated, he planned it, he executed it. That's why it's secure. If it depends on you or me, a, a chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And if your salvation depends upon you, you who one, one day you this way, the next day you that way, one day you up, the next day you down, if your salvation depends upon you, you're in, raise your hand and say, thank God. It's of God. God is the one who has saved you. You didn't save yourself. And so every morning you are secure because he is your salvation and your savior. He has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us what? The ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ doing what? Reconciling the world to himself, not, not imputing, not what? There, in other words, God in Christ was not charging people's sins to them. He didn't come to charge our sins to us. The problem was we were already dead in our trespasses and sin. He came to deliver us from the bondage that we were in because of the sin debt that we could not pay. Raise your hand and say, thank you, God. In Christ Jesus, you were not and you are not charging our sins to us and has committed to us the what? Word of reconciliation. Nor, now, now, this thing is wrong. Now he made him who knew no sin to be what? Sin for us that we might become the righteousness of what? God in him. We are what? Ambassadors. I saw the ambassador from Trinidad walking and I say, if I knew you were going to be here, I'm going to ask you to preach this message. Amen? Because I do want to spend a few minutes talking about this, this call upon our lives to be ambassadors, to live as ambassadors for the kingdom. Last, last week, you heard, we said that the time is now. Because souls are perishing. 
There's a window of opportunity. We don't know how long it's going to last. A window for you to serve and a window for people to get saved. Um, Ambassador, how long have you been here in Washington? Seven years. Ask Ambassador. Okay. Is that, do they usually, so that's unusual, right? So he stayed a little bit longer. I hope you stay much longer. But he knows that as an ambassador, there is a time, and then at some point, the government will recall him and hopefully promote him. Say hallelujah. Not, not all ambassadors that are recalled are promoted. <laughs> but the point is, we are ambassadors, and at some point, we will be recalled. Now, when we are recalled, we want to be recalled, recognized for the work we did, and promoted, honored, not set aside. For that to happen, we have to conduct ourselves properly. We are what? Ambassadors of Christ. An ambassador is a representative of his country, right? Amen. He's representing his nation in a foreign country. And he's, he's the, the chief spokesman for that nation in our country. He's managing the affairs of his country. Literally, he's embodying his nation. What he says and what he does will reflect on the nation, the kingdom, the government that he represents. And so when the Bible tells us that we are the ambassadors of Christ, we need to understand it means the minute you got born again, you stop representing yourself. You no longer, I no longer, we no longer represent ourselves in this world. We're representing Christ. We're representing the kingdom of God. And we're supposed to be Focus on managing the affairs, conducting the affairs, overseeing the affairs of the kingdom of God here on earth. Do you realize that? You say, Bishop, who, me? Ambassador? Ambassadors are very important people. Uh, ambassadors are very powerful people. Ambas ambassadors are, are uh, great people and, and, and Am I an ambassador? A number of years ago, I was traveling from Liberia going through, I think it was Ghana at the airport. And you know when ambassadors get there, they got their line for the diplomats. Are you hearing me? And, and so we were going, I think I was boarding. I was, I was actually coming back. And there's the line for the diplomats, and there's this man, a Caucasian gentleman, who's dressed in, he has sneakers on, he has jeans on, and he's in the diplomatic line, and he's at the, the counter with the, with, the, with the immigration officer. And I guess the way he filled out the form, his writing, you know, sometimes it's not clear. So the person who was reading it was struggling to understand what it is that he had wrote written. And another immigration officer said, by the way, in fact, this thing is supposed to be for the diplomats, for the diplomats. What are you doing here? The man said, I am the ambassador of. 
it was one of the European nations. And of course, one he had, once he identified himself, even though he, though he didn't look like an ambassador that day, because there's a way you have an image of how an ambassador is supposed to look at, once he, he told them who he was, uh, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> they had to treat him differently. The fact is, even though outwardly he didn't look like you would ordinarily expect an ambassador to look like, he was still the ambassador of that country. He still knew who he was. He reminded them who he was. And they treated him based upon his identification. If he hadn't said anything, they would have continued to talk to him anyway. I know sometimes you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror. <laughs> you say, who, me? <laughs> you know, when life sometimes beats up on you and, and circumstances are difficult and you're struggling with issues, you might be tempted to think that you are a nobody, that you have no purpose, that you're just here to make ends meet, and you hope you can get through one more day. I've come to tell you, no matter how you feel, no matter how you look, the government of the kingdom of God, the king of kings, decided to appoint you to represent him, to represent his government, to stand up for the kingdom of God in this world. You are ambassadors of Christ. You've got to see yourself because the way you identify yourself will impact what you say, how you behave, where you go, where you don't go, what you allow yourself to participate in, what you say, you know what? Even though I like that, I will not do it because it will reflect negatively upon the nation and I am the representative of that nation in this country. We are representatives of the kingdom in this world. Now, ambassadors operate out of embassies or consulates. And since we're all ambassadors, this must be an embassy because this is where we operate out of. And, you know, they refer to ambassadors as His Excellency. So why don't you stand and call me? Come on, stand up and say to me. <laughs> After all, I said, I'm an ambassador. Call me by, by my... Uh -huh. Now turn around and greet one another. Greet His Excellency, Your Excellency, Your Excellency. Amen. Uh, that's fun, but it's not just an exercise for us to allow. We really need to understand the important role that we are called to play. This is scripture. God inspired Paul to use that word for a purpose. You see, the church is not just a religious 
institution. It's not just a place where we gather to worship and that's all we do. The word church in Greek is ecclesia. When Jesus used that word back then, it referred to, to, to it, was, it was a term for government. Amen. The ecclesia was really the government through whom the king would exercise and rule and, and, and implement his policies in the kingdom. Just like every government has a cabinet, every government has a, a, a group of people that the king or the president delegates authority to in order to carry out the policies of that king or that kingdom. So the day Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. It has been revealed, this revelation of who I am has been revealed to you by the Father. And upon this revelation that you just received, I am going to build my church. Jesus was speaking as a king. It wasn't religious language. Amen. He says, I've come and the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus was letting them know, I'm about to establish my kingdom. My kingdom is here. I'm about to establish the government. Men and women by whom I am going to work to exercise and to execute my authority and my policies on this earth. Upon this rock, I'll build my ecclesia. The church really is not just a place where we gather together on Sunday. When Paul then uses the language of the ambassador and God chooses to inspire him to do that, he's saying you got to begin to see yourselves not just as people who gather on Sunday to worship and to wait until you go to heaven. You need to see yourself as people that I have authorized to represent me in a foreign land. The earth is not your home. You're not citizens here. The ambassadors are not citizens of the country where they serve, they're citizens of the country from which they come. We're in this world, we're not citizens of this world, and if, any, if an ambassador is gonna keep his post, he better not forget that he's the citizen of the country that sent him and he represents the government that sent him. Are you hearing me? And it's so important that we realize that we're not citizens of this world. We're here on assignment. We're here on a mission. Sometimes you hear diplomats talk about head of mission. Why? Because when they're in a country sent by their government, they are people on a mission. There's an assignment. There's work to be done. Hear me. I don't know how long you and I will be here before we're recalled. <laughs> but for the entire time that we're here, from the day we got born again, we're people on a mission. Amen? The Bible says clearly Jesus, before he left, he said, you go into all the world and do what? Make disciples. Preach the gospel to all nations. Make disciples. 
He gave this. It's not, it's, not, it's not unclear. It's as clear as day. We're here. We've been given a mission. We are ambassadors. And we must begin to understand what it means to be an ambassador for the kingdom. That as ambassadors, we do not represent ourselves or our own agendas. We represent the king. We represent the kingdom. We represent the government that sent us. And our business is the agenda of that government, not our own. So Jesus taught us to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? On earth, mission. May God's kingdom, God's will, God's purpose, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, the will of God be done on this earth. I'm an ambassador representing that cause. That's the agenda to establish God's kingdom on earth. Everybody say, thy kingdom come. Have you heard Christians praying lately? Oh God, my kingdom, come. Oh God, my will, be done. <laughs> You're going to get recalled. <laughs> if you are sent as an ambassador to represent your government and you have your own agenda, and then you prioritize your agenda over the agenda of the kingdom, you're going to get recalled soon. Are you hearing me? Because one of the marks of an effectual ambassador is that he's loyal. Loyal to the government that sent him, loyal to the king, and he knows that his business there is to, is to faithfully, consistently carry out to the best of his ability the agenda of the government that he represents. We're not on earth to do our will. Did you hear me? I heard someone say yesterday, there's some, some lady who was praying for something. And she said, God, I give you three months. If you don't do this, then you're not God. We laugh. A lot of people, that's their attitude. That's the attitude of a lot of folks. God, this is what I want. And if you don't do it, I'm not serving you anymore. If you don't do it, I'm finished with you. Oh, God, my kingdom come. God, my, wait a minute. Did you appoint the king or did the king appoint you? Were you elected? Who voted for you? No, no, ambassadors are not elected. Oh, they are appointed and they serve at the pleasure, the will and pleasure of the king or the president. He who sent them can recall them and he doesn't have to give an explanation. Everybody said, oh God, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That's your job as ambassador. Here in this world, you are to represent the kingdom of God and to do everything within the power 
that he has given you to see to it that his kingdom comes, his will be done. And everywhere you go, you are his representative. 24-7, oh, he cannot forget he is the ambassador of Trinidad. I guess when they're at home, uh, his wife probably reminds you, here in this house, <laughs> God, God gives us wives to keep us humble. <laughs> Everywhere you go, Mr. Ambassador, Mr. Ambassador, no, you're not Mr. Ambassador. <laughs> no, but seriously, an ambassador must always be conscious of who he is. Because he's always representing his country or his government. So it's 24 7. It's not an 8 to 5 job. So I'm an ambassador. I go to work from 8. I put on my ambassador clothes. At 5, I take off my ambassador's clothes. And now I'm free to go to the bar tonight. I'm free to do this. No. 24 7, whenever he's out, he's representing his nation. Hear me. And people are forming opinions of the country, of the governor, of the president, of whoever it is that sent you. They are forming opinions of that person and of that country by the way you as a representative are living, are behaving, are speaking. They're forming either a positive image or a negative image, deciding whether they want to invest in that nation or not. If the president sends this type of person to represent him, do you think I'm going to go and... So people are making decisions based upon what your government is like, based upon the impressions you are giving them by the way you're conducting yourself where you represent them. Do you know that as a representative ambassador of Christ, people are forming opinions concerning Christ? and making decisions whether they want to do business with Christ based upon the interaction they're having with his representative? Let's be honest. That's why some people have not received Christ. Because they met his representative. And that representative forgot that he's on duty 24-7. He thought he was only on duty on Sunday morning. He thought he was only expected to conduct himself a certain way, walk a certain way, talk a certain way, act a certain way on Sunday morning. When the diplomats meet at the embassy, then we function as diplomats, ambassadors. They forget. And so many have formed negative opinions concerning what it means to be in the kingdom of God. What it means to be a citizen of the kingdom. What it means to do business with the king. Or with the government of the kingdom. Because we have so badly misrepresented the king and the kingdom. Today I declare it's going to change. And the reason many of us have so badly misrepresented him is because many of us never embraced our identity. As ambassadors, many of us never understood the huge responsibility that he has entrusted to us 
and the kind of influence we're having and should be having for him. So scripture says, let your light. Those are instructions every ambassador for Christ should take seriously. Let your light so shine so that men may see your, the way you live, the way you talk, the way you carry yourself, your integrity, your humility, your love, your gentleness, your willingness to forgive. Men see, and when they see these things in you, it reflects positively on the king and the government you represent. And Jesus says, when you do that, when your light so shines, so that it reveals the nature, the values, and the virtues of your king, he says, men will glorify your father, which is in heaven. I pray that where you work, where you are representing Christ, that the people there are glorifying your father. Oh, hallelujah. Parents, I pray that your children, be, the way you represent Christ as an ambassador in your home to your children, that they are glorifying Christ. Business people, I pray the way you represent Christ in the manner by which you conduct business, they are glorifying your Father which is in heaven. Teacher, I pray the way you represent Christ in your classroom, that students are glorifying your King. Say hallelujah. Whatever you do Monday through Sunday, you are a representative of Christ. Don't forget that. Remind yourself. Let's make it real granular. granular. Let's bring it down to where you are. Because when we're talking too big of a, of, 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 of a manner, we may somehow miss how it personally applies to us. We represent Christ in the world, but let's practicalize this, make it very personal. As a parent in your house, you ought to be asking yourself, how do I represent Christ to my children? As someone who is working in a business or in some corporation, you need to be asking yourself, how am I representing Christ to this person who I supervise, to this person who I report to, to this customer that I'm serving? Because the way you interact with them is the way you are representing Christ to them. You are ambassadors of Christ. Your agenda, that which has been given to you, is that the kingdom of God must come, the will of God must be done on earth, and as a result of your living, Christ must be revealed and glorified. Paul said, Paul said, as newborn babies, 
Amen. We should desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. I pray that you will, will drink in and take in and meditate on God's word so that you, I, we can all grow so that we can better represent him in this world, wherever we are, no matter the circumstance that we are going through. Before I end, there is the mission, but at the heart of that mission is also the message. An ambassador must be faithful in delivering the messages of the message of his government to the government or to the nation that he is assigned to. He cannot simply share his opinion. Now, now hear me. He, he has to faithfully read the documents. He got to make sure he understands what has been written down or what has been told him. If he has questions, he needs to ask questions so he is clear. Because when he starts to speak on behalf of the government, he must speak accurately. He cannot just give his opinion. The king cannot say one thing and then he says something else in the name of the king. As ambassadors, we're on a mission. As ambassadors, we have been given a message. We are not free to invent our own to develop our own. No, we have a message. Nowadays, we don't even carry the Bible. And somebody hand me a real Bible. Yeah, bring it. Uh, yeah, we have a message. We have a manual. There are policies that govern how the embassy is supposed to work, how things are supposed to be handled, how communication is supposed to take place. And sometimes there are things, you, if you're going to communicate it, you've got to use code. Because it's so sensitive. The ambassador has to know that. Are you hearing me? But he is responsible for knowing the message and communicating the message, not his opinion. Ambassadors of Christ... It is extremely, extremely, extremely critical to your assignment that you understand what the king has said. What is the message he's given to you that you are supposed to deliver to the people in this world? What is the message that he has given you to deliver? Do you know that message? When was the last time you took the Bible? and really ready to understand what you are to say. How seriously do you take a sermon like this, which by the grace of God, I believe it is the message that the king has given. How seriously are you going to take this to make sure you understand it so that you too can be able to transmit it? It's critical. Paul said in the text in 2 Corinthians, he said, God has committed to us what? 
the ministry or the message of what? Reconciliation. That God was in Christ reconciling the world, not charging them with their sins. That's the message that has come from headquarters. That's the message that has come from the king. That's the message he has said, go into all the world and publish this. Here is the message. You are to go and you are to proclaim a message of peace. Joy to the world. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards men. That's the king's message for the season. And as faithful ambassadors, that's the message we need to master. That's the message we need to communicate consistently. What is the foreign policy of the kingdom of God right now? It's not war, it's peace. God is not sending a message to sinners I'm at war with you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your children. I'm going to kill your generations to come. I'm angry with you. That's not the message right now. It may have been the message at one point. It may be a message in the future. But right now, the message is peace. I have made my son who knew no sin to become sin for you so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the message we ought to preach. That's the message we ought to deliver. We are to proclaim it. Everywhere we go, the whole world ought to hear this message. That's the assignment given to us as ambassadors. And each of us has our little corner where we're supposed to be faithfully communicating this message. He made him who knew no sin so that we who knew a lot of sin could be made the righteousness of God in him. The good news is God is no longer imputing, charging sins to sinners because he charged all of those sins to the Son. And when you believe in Christ Jesus and you receive the Son as your Savior, your sin debt is completely canceled and you are declared to be the righteousness of God. Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. We bring a message of peace. Hallelujah. I said, Gladys, I should take my own time. They told me my time is out. But do you hear it? You represent him. Don't forget that. There's a message. The message now has to be communicated orally. But also you have to embody it. Your life, the way you live, must also embody the virtues, the values of the kingdom and the king that you represent. That's integrity. Hey, you can't say one thing about the king and then embody something else. No, you got to embody the message that you have sent 
to deliver. Let me tell you one thing about this kingdom. This kingdom, you enter it only one way. Through faith in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something else about the kingdom. Everything in the kingdom of God is free. Well, they quoted it. I, I, you know, a lot of folks want to live in America, right? Because America is... It's a pretty good place to live. But imagine living in the kingdom of God and being a citizen of the kingdom where the king takes care of everything. Well, you have a king who's protecting, providing, blessing, celebrating, rejoicing, encouraging. I mean, just, just a king who loves his citizens. That's the kingdom that we represent. Now we got to embody that and reflect that to the world. So Jesus says, and Willie, you quoted that, freely you have received, freely give. Everything, let me say this, in the kingdom it's illegal to buy and sell blessings. Oh, you, you got to hear me, you know, in, in, just, in every country of the world you got to buy and sell. In the kingdom of God, the worst crime you can make commit. If you want to violate the kingdom and what the kingdom stands for, you start trying to earn, deserve, or merit the blessings of the king. And you have a conversation with the king. Because in the kingdom of God, you freely receive every blessing from God is free to you because the king already used his great wealth and purchased everything that you would ever need so that everything you need in his kingdom is free to you because he used his wealth to purchase it I can't take my own time. I would preach another message tonight. Say, in the kingdom, everything is free. So hear me. It's illegal to try to get people to buy blessings. You got to be careful. There's a place to sow seed, but it has a thin line there where you go from sowing seeds to where you're trying to buy blessings. Amen. I shouldn't have started that because that's another sermon. Let's receive communion.